Hi, I'm Rami. And I'm Shannon, and this is Workplace Hugs, where we talk about interesting things we've read or learned to help all of us expand our life toolkit with a whole bunch of empathy, but without a whole new degree. This week, we're talking about a user or a user, a listener submitted question, which was how the hell do I deal with a coworker who won't respond to emails? I... We've all been there. We've all been there, Shannon. We've all been We've there. We've all been there. At first I was like, oh, is there that much to talk about? But then Rami and I started writing notes for her and we're like, yeah, we've got some opinions on this. <laughs> and it, it, I think in a lot of ways it's like, how do you deal with difficult people? But this is a specific topic around email. Okay, so Rami, what is your first tip on how to deal with a coworker who won't respond to emails? So here's the thing. I think what's changed in the world is we're much more remote. And so before it was like, unless you're in a humongous company, it was like you emailed the person, you could just like go find them and follow up with them in a very natural way, yeah. a uh, not terrifying way. And I think that has kind of gone away for most of us. Um, and so I think what my first piece of advice is, is I do the double email thing. So... If I've emailed the person and I didn't get a response and I'm expecting a response, I'll follow up with pertinent updates just to see if I can get them to then respond. Mm -hmm. Um, This actually happened to me a week or two ago and then that that worked. So I would try that, right? Send the email, wait a day or two, get no response, follow up with a pertinent update and maybe that will get it back to their inbox and maybe they just missed it, right? This is the, this is the, oh, I'm assuming you just missed this, so let's bring it back up and make sure that it stays relevant and see if we can get you to kind of interact with me. Yeah, I like that. Okay, my first tip is, I don't know, like maybe just pick up the phone. (laughs) So I I don't know if that's too simple, but, and I think after you pick up the phone and you get your question answered, maybe ask them in the future what their preferred mode of communication is. So for example, my brother... Uh, we have a family business and so we have to communicate with each other. My brother hates email with a passion. He has, like me, he has a professional like full-time job where he's doing other things, but then we have to communicate on family business stuff. He gets piles of email in a day. And so whenever we have to communicate on family stuff, he would always rather I just pick up the phone. He's terrible about responding to emails about family business stuff that we need to figure out. And he's like, can you just pick up the phone and call me? Like, I'm so busy every day, but like, I'll pick up, I'll pick up the phone when you call. (laughs) So I don't know, like maybe pick up the phone or maybe find a different communication mode. Like maybe it's Slack, maybe it's Messenger, whatever it is to communicate with them if email is not their preference. I like the idea of Slack. Calling someone makes me nervous. Yeah, my, I mean, my brother's in his 50s, so that's maybe specific He's also your them. brother. Yeah. It's very Gen, Gen, uh, Whatever X. Gen that would be. Yeah, so if it's not the phone, maybe it's the, yeah, DM, the text, whatever it is. But try it. Try a different way of communicating with them besides email. I like that. All right. My piece of advice is um, include their manager or leader on future emails. One, to try and get them to respond, but two, to make sure you aren't being gaslit. 
I feel like a lot of times you'll be like, I sent you that email. And they'll be like, I didn't see the email. Like, what email are you talking about? It's like, oh, my goodness. Like, you're making me feel like I'm being gaslit. Yeah. So, you know what? I'm just going to include other people so someone else can validate that my email didn't go out into the freaking ether. And um, at least there's accountability in that you know your email, like, got delivered to them. And they can't say, I didn't get it because you have another person who can be like, no, I got that email. So... Feel free to include others when it's important to get a response. That way, you know that the email just didn't disappear off to nowhere land. Yeah, but what I noticed in my body when you first said it, I was like, ooh, like I would say use this when only when like it really feels necessary. Because the second you start CCing somebody's manager, people start having feelings about things. (laughs) Which which is fine. And I'm saying, like, I, I think it's only if they're not ever responding to you. And it's like, hey, here's the email. I need I need you to respond to this. So, like, your manager is going to, like, ask you why they're on the email. And yes. then you can have a conversation. Yes. If it's a repeat offender, yeah, sometimes you have to go there. Which is maybe, Escalate. Yeah, sometimes you have to escalate. Which is maybe a good segue into my next tip. If this is a repetitive issue, maybe before you CC the manager, offer them direct feedback. So this goes back to episode 45, where we provide you with a, a model or framework to give feedback within. It's called the desk model. So in this case, if I were to give you an example, the first step would be describe. So this is you sharing the facts. I notice you don't respond to my emails. That's a fact. It's irrefutable. Mm-hmm. Then mm-hmm. you move into the E, express. What's the impact? This makes it really tough to accomplish what's needed on project XYZ we're working on together. Then you move into the specify. Specify is about the S. Specify is about describing very clearly what you want them to do differently in the future. In the future, could you please try to respond to my emails in 48 hours or let me know if you'd rather communicate in a different way? Then finally, you end with the C. C is consequences. You can also state the consequences in terms of a benefit. This way, we can hit our deadlines and deliver on the project in time. If you don't, I'm afraid we won't deliver on the project on time. So I think sometimes we really shy away from just having the direct conversations, but it's like you're just simply stating facts. You don't respond mm-hmm. to my emails. You're expressing what you want them to do, what how the impact how it impacts you. You're specifying what you want them to do differently, and you're stating how it's going to improve your relationship, period. Yeah, I like this, and I like it especially if you've um, had consequences in the past yes, with a person or a group of people where you're like, Hey, we were supposed to submit this thing last time and we were late. Remember everybody? So like, I don't want us to be late this time. So let me go through the desk model and explain. And I think if you use that framework, I think it's really helpful, especially when you've had issues in the past. So to Shan's point, if this is a repetitive issue for a person or a group, I think using this very clear black and white, I would bold due dates and things in your email. Yep. I think it's a it's a helpful way to make sure that you're being as clear as possible. Yes. Don't shy away from feedback. <laughs> I'm laughing because my husband and I were just talking about this this morning. We did our marriage check-in this morning. <laughs> Do you remember hearing about the book at Target where they said it was like, thank you for the feedback or something? Mm-hmm. Feedback is a gift. It's a gift. Don't shy away from it. I digress. Rami, what's your final tip here? Should it have been a meeting? 
if you need like an actual follow-up from someone, like maybe you just need to set up a meeting and connect with them. I feel like if there are times where I'm like, oh, I really need, I need approval from this thing. And I know that people aren't going to read their emails. It's like, I'm just going to set up a meeting. You know, it's going to be a five minute meeting where I lay out what I would have sent in an email. And you guys can say, oh, this should have been an email. And I would say, well, yeah, then you should respond to your emails. And I don't need to waste everyone's time. But maybe it should be a meeting if it's urgent that you get a response. Yeah. Even if it's just a 15-minute phone call. (laughs) Yeah. It's the opposite of, should this meeting have been an email? Should this email have been a meeting? Yeah. That's a great point. All right. Well, listener, we hope that this helps you find some new tactics to try in terms of how to deal with this coworker who won't respond to emails. It is so annoying, so frustrating, and we have so much compassion for you in this place. We've all been there before. We'd love for you to connect with us on Instagram or LinkedIn at Workplace Hugs. Let us know what tips you have. Like, what's worked for you in the past if it's not one of these things? Like, let us know. We'd love, one, to have more uh, tools in our toolkit, but we'd also love for our listeners to have some more advice on this subject as well. With that, I've been Shannon. I've been Rami, and this has been Workplace Hugs. Mm-hmm.